Up next, the news you can use from YAA. It's your 30-minute fix for all your car questions, industry news, and tips you can use when buying your next vehicle. We're your hosts, Ray and Zach Shevska, the founders of YAA. We're here every weekday, live at noon Eastern. Check us out at joinyaa.com. Come on, get in! Looking at this new wristwatch on my wrist, I can't even tell what time it is, but I believe it's noon on October 26th, Tuesday, October 26th, with news that you can use from YAA. How are you doing this morning, Pops? Oh my God, well, I believe it's afternoon, and I, I am ready to rock, ready to roll, hang some pictures, and do some laundry. Sounds like a fun day indeed. Honestly, being 70 and at the shore, I could use a few days like that. That sounds pretty nice. Well, thanks for carving out some time to hang out with me and with everyone else that's here live with us. Love doing daily news you can use, Pops. we got a couple good stories today. We're going to do a chip shortage update. We've got the latest data from Auto Forecast Solutions. We also have some news from General Motors. Excuse me, GM. They're new. They... I don't know if you saw this recently, that yeah. GM wants to be valued like Tesla. Uh, Ford also wants to be valued like Tesla. Did you see yesterday Tesla's stock went up uh, more in one day than uh, Ford's entire market cap? Just like let that sink in for a second. But that's Is me. that because of Hertz? May, I, yeah, honestly, let's, let's put out a press release that says Hertz did something with YAA because I think that's what drives <laughs> Yeah, I'm getting yeah. off course. I'm getting off course. We've got the chip update, so we're going to talk about that. GM getting some of their trucks that were pro- part partially produced, all the way produced because they're getting enough chips. So we'll talk about that as well. We're also then going to switch gears. And we're going to spend some time talking about the ten cars that hold their value best. I know we're in an environment right now where cars are appreciating, but over yes. the long term, over a five year picture, which vehicles actually hold their value the best and worst? And we're going to talk about brand loyalty in automotive. Why the hell is Fiat still in business? Do you have an answer? Um, I I could never really figure out why they came back to America. <laughs> well, I don't think the executives at Fiat can either because they sold 401 cars last quarter and they retained 7% of their customers. So we'll get into that data. Wow. As well. How does that sound? I, I am so pumped up. Let's go. Yeah, buddy. All right. Okay. Let's kick things off, Dad, with the chip shortage numbers. You can see it on your screen here. This came out just this morning, or excuse me, yesterday. Yesterday. The latest numbers on the microchip shortage, 26,000 North American vehicles out of production. North American factories took a significantly greater hit than they sustained at the beginning of the month. Globally, about 115,000. I know you like it bigger. 115,000 vehicles were cut from production schedules compared with 280,000 the week before. So globally, it went down. However, here in North America, uh, there were 26,000 vehicles that were cut. Um, 84,000 vehicles um, uh, were were cut from production the prior week. So a little bit of an improvement. However, the first week of October, there were only 4,000 vehicles cut from production. So it's still going up and down. Yes, it's, it's, it's like a roller coaster, friends. And we've got the total down here. Let's pull it up, Pops. We are at approximately, I say we could round it up. We've got 10 million vehicles that have been lost to production from the chip shortage, an estimated or projected 11 million by the end of the year. Uh, And I still believe they're light. But what do do we know? Because we said months and months and months and months ago that, that the likely number would be somewhere between 10 and 12 million vehicles lost to production because of the chip shortage. And it, you know, every now and then, like a squirrel 
always sometimes find some nuts. Every now and then I get lucky and one of my predictions actually comes true. Now, one thing that I find interesting, Dad, amidst uh, all the news about the chip shortage is, just, is there's one manufacturer who has said, hey, we don't want to be uh, beholden to the you know uh, TSMCs of the world, the Intels of the world, uh, the ASMLs of the world, the, the chip producers or the, the people that actually produce the machines to produce the chips. One company has said, as an automaker, we're actually going to get in the chip making business for our own vehicles. Hyundai. Remember yes. Hyundai saying, yes. hey. We already have uh, uh, many business units and lines of business that could, you know, very more seamlessly get into that space. Hyundai released their third quarter earnings uh, just this morning, and what's the uh, what's the headline here from Automotive News? Oh my God, Hyundai's quarterly earnings dinged by chip shortage. Wow, unstable supply will dampen sales growth. Automaker warns. And and that, I mean, realistically, just because they said they want to get into the chip making business for their automobile uh, uh, sector, uh, you can say it, but it doesn't happen overnight. So obviously, it's going to take time for them to build that business up. And until they do, they're going to be subject to the chip crisis like everybody else. Chip Mageddon is real. Um, and a dear, dear friend of mine, uh, yeah, Chip is, I think, celebrating his 70th birthday next week. Yeah. And for those that don't know, Chip is uh, a friend of the show. Pops, give a little background on Chip. <laughs> he's a good guy, and he's, he shared a lot of on uh, boots-on-the-ground information with us over the past yeah, yeah. Ch- Chip is a Chip is a wholesale used car buyer for a large dealership group, and uh, and uh, I, I get frantic calls from him occasionally going, I can't believe this. I can't believe the prices that we have to pay at the auction for these cars. You so. get chip updates from him. That's I, I was, that's what we get. We get chip updates. Yes, and we have back on the YAA website where we keep track of everything going on. Like I updated it this morning, everything about the chip shortage. And one thing I want to share back here: we actually this goes all the way back to April. We were putting days supply data on the website back in April, and as I was updating this this morning, Dad, before we went live, look at this: Hyundai's days supply of inventory just this year in April and May forty nine forty one. October, it's 12. Kia, 3430, 15. Mazda, 3438, 13. Subaru, 24165. Like, we're not making this stuff up. We've been on top of it since day one. And you can see we're really at a a scary place, I'd say, um, in terms of where inventory stands and the impacts that the chip shortage is having. And what's really interesting, I'm going to keep scrolling down here. These were some of the updates from the past, right? So this was an update from way back in March. We have an update here in February. This was the update in February. The forecast was 1 million to 1.3 million vehicles will not be produced in 2021. I'm so glad that we put this page together and we've stayed updating it. GM announced on March 3rd, it was further extending production cuts at three North American plants and adding a fourth to the list of factories hit by the global semiconductor shortage. The extended cuts do not change GM's forecast last month that the shortage could shave up to $2 billion off this year's earnings. This will be an artifact and something that we're looking back at a year from now. And I'm going to continue to update it every single day. I'll put it in the chat for those that are here. This is a great resource, resource to see the history of, of what has transpired. It, it, it's like our very own time capsule of of nonsense that was uttered by various manufacturers. <laughs> and by the forecast, right? Like, let's just take a moment here. We get a lot of slack on the channel because, you know, we, we report the news. 
auto forecast solutions we don't know anyone over there maybe we'll try and get someone from their team on the channel to that interview. would be nice yeah in march their forecast was for a million now the forecast is for 11 million you tell me you tell me in what world you can be that far off you know it'd still be the incumbent still be the 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 voice of uh of reason in the space it's it's the reality no one knew how bad this is going to be and we're all still figuring it out yep absolutely absolutely one bit of uh positive light uh at the potentially at the end of the tunnel dad with regards to the chip shortage chip mageddon whatever you want to call it gm finishing shipping more pickups that had black chips steve carlisle the general manager of the north american excuse me gm's north american chief executive uh he said we've made great progress essentially what's going on at gm dad is they've taken quite a bit of their 2021 models that have been mm-hmm fields and they've been able to get them uh, fully completed with all the chips that they need Uh, those that have not had chips it says it here somewhere here you go he added we are not shipping unfinished vehicles to dealerships and having them install the chips essentially gm's making a little bit of progress getting some of those 2021s into dealerships hands yes they've they've more they've slightly more than half of of the uh, vehicles that they had produced that were not completed have now been completed um which is going to delay uh the the introduction of the 2022 model year pickup truck uh, which they're now i think anticipating for the first quarter of next year um and and there'll probably still be some overlap of 2021s and 2022s because um you know they still have 40 some percent of those uh unfinished trucks to finish up but it is a positive sign it's a step in the right direction um inventory levels for general motors or gm trucks um she, uh, chevy and gmc should uh, should we should see some increase in in that inventory in the near future knock on wood fingers crossed it, yeah gm's been hit especially hard and so it's good to hear that some of those vehicles are making it into uh, onto dealer lots one thing just to mention it if you want to know if a vehicle's been sitting in a field and just got the chip you know the final chips installed one tool or mechanism you can use is the in uh, the manufacturer's built date should be on the vin plate in the door jam mm-hmm. um, so you can check that to see when the vehicle is actually produced there are going to be some new Chevy Silverados that are hitting dealer lots that are brand new, but they may have been produced back in February and they've been sitting around. And one way to know that is because the on the VIN plate, the manufacturer will be February. Yeah, it'll say the month and year in which they were built. It won't say the week, but the month and the year. I am thrilled because tomorrow we have Dave B sells Chevy. He has a YouTube channel here. He's a salesperson at a Chevy dealership um, and, he's, and he cruises really good content. I'm excited to ask him some questions about how he was being, um, what he was seeing in the dealership, how uh, GM was co- communicating to them, and also what he's hearing nowadays. It'll mm-hmm. be really, really interesting. And also, if they've received any of those COVID vehicles, ones that were just sitting around, and I'm curious, do they have any issues? Are they what inspections are they doing? What's the RO look like when they're coming in new? It'll be great to ask Dave all yes, those questions and more. Good job as a booker, by the way. <laughs> Pops, so we got Catherine in the chat saying, love the T-shirt today, but where's the Cardinals gear? Uh, well, the Cardinals gear is in the closet because, you know, we all occasionally need a reminder. If it's taxable, it's negotiable. We are we are an informational and educational channel, um, and so it can't all be about the only undefeated team left in the NFL, those delightful Redbirds from Arizona, the Arizona Cardinals. 
take one more comment from the chat here, Pops, because it came from Twitch. We have no clue what Twitch is. Yeah. Love it, though. Thanks for being here. The Big Fudge 520, is it still better to buy now or wait four to six months? What do you think, Pops? Um, I, I think things are going to be cheaper today than they will be tomorrow for any number of reasons. Well said. Let's yes. switch gears, Dad, and let's look at some really interesting data from our dear friends over at IC Cars. Maybe we should get Julie back on the show. Julie, we should. Yeah, yes. I'll reach out to Julie. So Julie Blackley does all of the research over at IC Cars. Um, I really... Does she does she actually do the research or does she just report on the research? She she does the write ups. They have a sci- okay. like a data science yes. team for IC cars. Uh, the top ten cars that hold their value best five year car depreciation across across different segments. We'll link to this in the chat as well. Pops, I thought let's actually we're in this environment where where vehicles are appreciating, but over a five year period of time they should depreciate. They should and some really really do so but then there's look. some that really really don't yeah so let's take a look at the top 10 that that depreciate the least so the vehicles that hold their value the best dad it's a uh, familiar mix of toyotas and jeeps especially yes um the jeep wrangler uh, on average on average over five years only loses 9.2 percent of its original msrp 9.2 percent so if you want to buy a five-year-old one, um, I don't know. You're, you're going to be just under $2,800 less than what it sold for or what the MSRP was new. And let's be clear, probably in this market, you might even pay. like a five, Imagine that. A five-year-old Jeep in this market might be like at its original MSRP. Yes. It's insane. It is, yes. And then that's followed by the four-door version of the uh, the Wrangler, the Unlimited. Um, and and these th- this limited amount of depreciation is, when you really think about it, it's staggering that it's so low. No, it, it, it really, really is. And Jeeps have a cult-like following, so it makes sense. Then the next on the list, Dad, I'll share my screen again. Sorry, I took that away from you. The, yeah. Porsche, the Porsche 911 only depreciates about 13%, 12.8% which is a significant amount of money because the Porsche 911 costs so much to begin with, about a $21,000 difference from the original MSRP. But again, like that's nothing because the average for all vehicles over a five-year period of time is 40%. Yes, and but, but you know, don't forget, the 911 is not produced in great numbers. So there, there would be a reason uh, why that's not going to depreciate nearly as much as some other cars. Toyota Tacoma drops 13.8%. Toyota Tundra drops 19.5%. The Ford Mustang drops 21%. Chevy Corvette, 22.7%. Chevrolet Camaro, 23.6%. The Dodge Challenger at nearly a quarter at 24.4%. And the Toyota 4Runner at 24.6%. Yeah, so you can see it's 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 specialty vehicles like the Jeeps or or sportier type muscle american cars and then and then they you know you have to sprinkle in um some toyotas Toyotas. you you just have to now what about the opposite end of the spectrum pops i actually haven't looked at this yet so i we're all what wow (laughs) yes the Nissan Leaf, God bless you, only loses 65% of its value in five years. That's 65%. And then and then the BMW i3, uh, a vehicle that we at the, at the mini dealership uh, used to affectionately uh, call the clown car because well, yeah. it looks like a clown car. That drops 63%. 
and then the BMW 7 Series. Always a big loser when it comes to uh, to value. Never th this this points out if you look at the number of BMWs in here, um, that points out why you never ever ever buy one. You only lease one. Um, you know because who wants to buy something that you know five years from now is going to be worth sixty percent less than what you just paid for it? I mean, you tell me how that makes good sense to want to own that. No, um, no, it's crazy. It's absolutely yes. crazy. So you've got the Nissan Leaf, about a $23,666 Delta from uh, we, original MSRP. We brought, we brought the Delta team back in. <laughs> the BMW i3, like you were saying, about 32663 Man, 32663 Can I say one thing, though? If you ever wanted to get an electric vehicle... Yeah. Um, these two, the Leaf and the BMW, if you want to buy one as a pre-owned car, they should be exceedingly good values on the retail side as a pre-owned car because, well, they they dropped like a rock from the uh, for the original purchaser. And then for some context here, that BMW 7 Series that you were talking about, a $63,000 difference after five years. Can't be too surprised to see number four, the Maserati Ghibli, 61.3%, uh, similar to the BMW, about a $51,000 difference in price. The BMW X5 comes in at number five with over 60% of its value depreciating over five years. The Jaguar XF, 59.5%. The BMW 5 Series, 59.1%. The Audi A6, at 58.2, the Lincoln Navigator L at 57.7, and the Volvo S60 at 57.3, rounding so, out your top. So three. anybody thinking about any of those cars, lease, 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 do not buy. You know, if you want to buy something, buy that Jeep Wrangler. Um, because you're, 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 you're going to lose very little over the course of five years, but you buy any of those other cars and, and you're just, you're going to get clobbered. It's like, it's, it's like somebody's going to hit you across the head with a two by four. Okay. And then this takes us to, to the data that I prepared for today's show, dad, which I find really interesting loyalty. So where yes. do consumers have loyalty to what brands Experian puts out a quarterly report on brand loyalty. Uh, our, our consumers, essentially what we're going to look at here in a second is what percentage of owners of a particular brand vehicle, their next purchase was that same brand, or if it wasn't, then then they're not counted. Yes. And so what's interesting here is we just saw all these vehicles that depreciate like rocks, like the BMW. Yes. Let's see how that impacts like from a customer perspective, how they feel about loyalty to that brand, especially amidst some of the cheaper players in the space, like the Genesis's of the world coming up. And, and, and I haven't looked, but I would say that, that a brand like BMW, where probably 60 to 65% of the sales are actually leases, that would encourage a little more brand loyalty because you're only going to be in the vehicle for three years and you have to return it. And so the dealership has a better shot of putting you into another BMW. So I actually want to do something kind of fun here, Pops. I know you haven't looked at it. I just put the the link to the article in the chat, but I want to ask the chat this as well. So to give some context here, the highest loyalty uh, is Ferrari, 71.4% in the current year. So we'll, we'll, we'll touch on that in a moment. But 71.4% of Ferrari owners bought another Ferrari. Great. Where do you think BMW falls in this list? Uh, and I'll give you lowest just so that we can start there as well. Okay. The, the lowest would be Fiat. Fiat ended the year with a 7.2% 
brand loyalty. Okay, so seven point two percent of fiat owners bought another fiat, which which uh, begs the question: Is what's wrong with those seven point two percent of those people that would do it again? Hey, so where do you think BMW lands in that? Are they closer to the seven point two, or are they closer to the seventy? Um, I'm 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 just going to guess, but I, I'm going to guess because of all the leases they do that they're probably going to come in somewhere between fifty-five and sixty-five percent of of uh, their customers would be brand loyal. I mean, I'm just going to preempt you and give you quickly like a. Yeah, buddy. You're really? really good. He's really, really good. I haven't seen anything in the chat yet, so let me pull it up on the screen, Dad. I'm very impressed. Um, you, and you didn't look at the article? I have not. All right, Pop. So here it is. We got back on the site. Automakers with the most and least loyal customers. We've got the brands with the most loyal customers, least loyal customers. Which brands gained the most loyalty in 2021, lost the most loyalty in 2021? And then we have all the data for, I think we've got like 38 or 39 different manufacturers here. Wow. And let me zoom in for you. Ferrari, their current year loyalty rate, 71.4%. They're the highest on the list. Hyundai, 66.8%. Honda, 66.4%, Kia, 66%, Toyota, 65.6%, Subaru, 65%, which is down pretty significantly from where it was last year. We'll touch on that in a moment. And there you go. BMW, 64.1%. Good thing you said your range, 55 to 65. You hit, it up. You hit the nail on the head. Well done. Well, uh, and, and literally, it's only because they, they lease so many of their cars. Um, I don't think people that buy them and and then have the uh, the unfortunate experience of owning it once the once the maintenance the free maintenance has expired and the warranty has expired and then they have to start spending oodles and oodles of noodles to keep them running. Um, I, those people, I don't think. Show would me be the loyal. money. Show me the money. But but the people that lease them and only keep one keep it for three years well they haven't had any negative typically any real negative experiences with the vehicle so why wouldn't they say to themselves let's do this again um and that's why leasing is so important in the uh, in the luxury segment if if you're a luxury brand and you're not leasing the vast majority of the vehicles that you're selling uh you're not going to have the the loyalty that you would hope to have Let's keep moving here. So then we've got Ford at 62.1%, down 11%. We're going to talk about that in a minute here. Ram at 61.9%, wrapping up your top 10. Chevy at 61.8%. I want to look at that Subaru number. I mean, last year they were at 73%, which is huge. And, and I would think that one of the reasons they've had such a precipitous drop this year is as we've seen, their their day supply of cars nationally has been has been running somewhere between five and eight days for the last several months. So if you don't if you don't have an additional car, another car that you can sell to your previous customer, it means you're going to force that customer to go to a different brand. Um, and realistically, Subaru gets it. Uh, it's cheaper to keep your existing customers than it is to replace them. And they've always done a really good job with keeping them. Um, but this chip shortage is just killing them. Absolutely. And that's what I put here in the article, Pops, is uh, link right out to the, the supply uh, for the month of October. And yeah, Subaru's only got 8,100 cars out in inventory right now. So that's that's my theory 
as well. I don't think that's quite the case for our bottom 10. I don't think that's why Fiat has a 7% loyalty rate. Um, so Fiat is your number one least loyal brand um, from a yes. perspective. You have Chrysler at 24.4%, Dodge at 27.5%. Um, imagine where Dodge would be if they didn't have the Challenger and the Charger. I mean, they wouldn't be in business. I mean, yeah. honestly, like if yeah. they, like there's a, there's a, a, a fanatic, you know, uh, kind of like cult like following to those vehicles. Yes. What else? Nothing. No. Jaguar, 29%. Lamborghini, Dad. We're going to spend some time on the next chart talking about brands that gained the most and lost the most loyalty. Down 21.2%. I have a theory about that. Infinity at 40.3%. Your brand, Mini, 40.4%. Alfa Romeo at 42.2, Rolls-Royce at 42.7, and Land Rover at 44.4. Any surprises here, Pops? Um, I, I wonder where Bentley falls in there. Uh, you know, as The surprise to- is why is Fiat still in business? That's a surprise. The, the, it, it's not really a surprise. The, the reason Fiat is still in business is uh, for the government regulations for um, a corporate gas mileage and the fiats get better gas mileage and that's why stellantis the lost automotive continent of stellantis keeps importing fiats to help to help raise the corporate mile per gallon uh ratings that's the only reason brands not because they sell them (laughs) brands that gain the most loyalty aston martin was up 17.6 percent year over year up to 57.6 percent Genesis up 13% to 49.1. Mitsubishi up 10.5 points to 47.3. Buick up 5.7 up to 56.9. And we had Ferrari with a 4.7% year over year gain up to 71.4. My hunch with Aston Martin, Dad, is they, they uh, launched the DBX, their SUV. Yes. And getting a lot of people to convert and come to the brand and stick with the brand because they now have an SUV offering. Uh, so what's your rationale for why Lamborghini uh lost so many people i love it when you team me up like that so which brand lost the most loyalty in 2021 lamborghini's loyalty dropped 21.2 percent down to 37.8 lincoln 12.2 percent to 55.2 mercedes-benz 11.8 percent to 57 percent uh ford's dropped 11 points down to 62.1 and subaru dropped 8.2 points down to 65 percent. so here's my hunch pops i think lamborghini likely lost a lot of loyalty because they probably brought in a considerable number of new uh buyers when they launched their urus the uh the suv mm-hmm. and then those same buyers that bought a urus are now going and buying other cars i think that unlike or similarly to how ferrari has um like just such mind share within the consumer like you buy a sports car then your next sports car why wouldn't i buy another ferrari i think if someone bought a huracan or if they bought a um you know uh, an aventador they would buy another huracan or another aventador but now that they're getting into the suv space it's a little more utility and so maybe i'll go check out the aston martin dbx maybe sure. i'll go check out um the mercedes my whatever they create and so i think that's why we saw such a precipitous decline. That is not my hunch for why we saw Lincoln and Ford drop as much as we did. Those are quality control issues. That's, yes, that's and have been for there. years. Yes. So there you go. All that data we had back on the website. We have all the other OEMs there as well. But it's pretty interesting to see in this landscape uh, who's retaining their customers and who isn't. And it kind of, on the surface, makes sense. Absolutely. I agree. 
All right, Pop. So the final thing I wanted to queue up for today, it's our newest, latest, and greatest and favorite segment. It is going to be something that we like to call. Really? You You gotta gotta be be kidding kidding me. I saw this on the internet, Dad. The internet is a great place. I mean, yes, and, and trust me, anything you see on the internet, it's got to be true. <laughs> this is a tweet I saw. Okay. Yes. Yes. Today, Elon Musk became the richest man in the world with his net worth reaching $255 billion. What's crazier? Wow. Yes. He is now worth more than every Major League Baseball, National Basketball Association, and National Football League team combined at $241 billion. Oh my God! So 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 if Elon really wanted to, he could take over sports completely, and then and then plug plug electric electricity into every one of those players so that they could perform at the highest level possible. I I don't know what the hell I'm talking about, but but that you, I mean, why is one man worth two hundred and fifty five billion dollars? Show me some money. Show me the money. He ain't share. You don't show me the money. How about share the money? (laughs) (laughs) Share me the money. (laughs) And again, this all was on the heels of the Hertz announcement. It's just mind boggling what's going on uh, out there right now. Like it's truly ridiculous. He's probably going to end up being worth a trillion dollars before it's all said and done. And that's insane to think that we're at that type of place. Um, But hey, you know. We talk about it here. MSRP on cars is going to go up. You said it earlier. Buy now, buy in six months. The price of everything is going up. There's Elon Musk's net worth. And you know what? Thank you, Hertz, for facilitating that. Yeah, that's, that, that is kind of incredible. And really, if he wanted to, he could take over every sports team in America uh, and Canada, because uh, some of these teams do play in Canada. Um, and and it, it could all fall under the Tesla umbrella. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd prefer if we don't go that down that route, but if we do, it's not the end of the world. Yeah. I, I would like to see us own a sports team someday. So let's keep let's keep working. Let's keep Ab- absolutely. Yeah. We'll yeah. be back again tomorrow. We got Dave B sells Chevy. We've got the podcasts that go out as well. So if you're listening to this after the fact, please leave us a review, rate the uh, rate the show. We appreciate that. And then on Thursday, we've got Marco Whiteboard Finance. I am so excited to pose the question to him. Lease or finance right now. You're the finance expert. You've got yeah. hundreds of thousands of subscribers. You get millions of views each month. What do you do, Marco? Do you lease? Do you finance? What's your take? How are you recommending people handle this situation? So it'll be great to have him on the show. Very cool. And and my hat's off to our booker, who has been uh, uh, finding some wonderful uh, characters to appear on the uh, on on the big show with us every day. And let us know in the chat. Let us know in the comments. Uh, let us know in the podcast reviews. Who do you want to see on the channel? And I almost forgot the best the best thing. I saved it for last, Dad. Yeah. My dad, slowly but surely, he's getting active back on Instagram, folks. At Raz is Jazz. Look at these handsome fellas taking selfies in their suits. Yeah. Or me taking a selfie with my sister and her husband. But anyway. At Raz's Jazz, I am on Instagram at what is mine? Shevska. At, at Shevska, yeah. your advocate alliance. Also, Pops, I know I was telling you last night, you're on TikTok now. <laughs> That's what you tell me. And your video now has 45,100 plays, views. Wow. wow. 
I I feel bad for those 45,100 people who watched it. So join us on TikTok as well. That is my uh, my sales job for the afternoon. Pops, thanks so much for doing this. I will see you uh, well later this afternoon because I think we have a meeting, but I'll see you tomorrow. Okay, I'm in. I'm in. Let's let's go tomorrow noon with news that you can use from YAA Monday through Friday noon Eastern. Much love, pops. Same to you, honey. See ya. Bye. Join us again next time, which is probably tomorrow, to get the news you can use from YAA. YAA is your trusted source for all things auto. Thanks for listening. See you soon. soon.